Hey everyone, welcome to Know Your Food with Warty. I'm Warty, a wife and mom of three and author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. I'm also the lead teacher, blogger, and owner of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm so glad you're here. This is the podcast devoted to healthy family cooking with traditional methods like sourdough and old-fashioned pickling. These foods are easy, delicious, healing, and your family will love them. If you haven't already, be sure to grab my free gift for you. Five free traditional cooking videos from inside Traditional Cooking School that will introduce you to my favorite fundamental techniques of traditional cooking. To start watching today, go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash watch. And now, let's get to today's show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Know Your Food with Wardy. This is episode 154. Wow. So glad you're here again joining me. We have a live audience today on Periscope, which is lots of fun. So hello to all of you. As I am sharing today's content on pressure cooking, I hope that you all will be liberal with the hearts and your comments and also sharing. We can get a big crowd in here. It'll be lots of fun. And I want to say hello to you who are listening in later live or listening in later through iTunes or um, the show notes. The show notes are going to be at knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 154. So anything I'm talking about today, links and um, kind of the notes of what I'm talking about will all be there. So please refer there for that. And if you're listening later and you're listening to this through your earbuds, but you want to switch to the video instead, there is a video recording embedded at the show notes as well on know your, at knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 154. And I'm going to try not to be too distracted by what appears to be happening live on Periscope is numbers are off and comments are kind of all over the place. It seems to be a little bit glitchy. Um, For those of you who are live with me, you can just tap the screen to give hearts and you are assigned a color. It's very fun. So start tapping the screen and see what your color is. Okay. So today's topic, eight reasons to love pressure cooking. I have been doing pressure cooking for a couple years now and pressure cooking is different than pressure canning and it is a healthy thing to do. Um, and I'm not going to go into all of that because I just covered that on my podcast, Ask Wardy, uh, last week. So if you want to talk about, um, or if you want to get into the question of is pressure cooking healthy, and if you want to hear the difference between pressure cooking and pressure canning, I'm going to refer you to tradcookschool.com slash aw019 for Ask Wardy episode 19. So that's tradcookschool.com slash aw019. And I cover those questions there. Okay. The point today is we're all on the same page and either you agree with me or you just accept that pressure cooking is healthy. And we're going to talk about eight reasons to love it. Now they are my eight reasons to love it. And I want to hear from you why you love pressure cooking. If you do, I hope you do. And maybe by the end of today, you will be convinced. So chime in the comments if you're live with me now. Um, as we're going and share your reasons for loving pressure cooking, or you can give a thumbs up or hearts when what I say resonates with you. If you're listening to this later, then you want to come by the show notes, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 154 and leave a comment there with why you heart pressure cooking. All right. So we have eight reasons to get through. So let's get going. Number one is it tenderizes meat. And this, I'm, I am sharing this as reason number one because it, it is the reason that I got into pressure cooking in the beginning. We are proponents of grass-fed and pastured meats, and um, occasionally we'll get uh, some 
grass-fed meat in, in, in the, the year that I'm talking about in particular here, uh, it was a beef. And anyway, it was tough. <laughs> and I tried braising and slow roasting and all kinds of things, you know, the crock pot, and it just wasn't loosening up. I seasoned it in the refrigerator. So I took it out of the freezer and I let it sit in the refrigerator for several days for the mussels to just tenderize and nothing was working. So I was like, you know what? I got to give this pressure cooking thing another look, another try. So I ordered a pressure, a research, and I ordered a pressure cooker, I got it, and we did a roast, one of the grass-fed roasts, which I know would have turned out tough if I'd used my other old methods, and it turned out so tender and delicious in the pressure cooker. So pressure cooking, uh, the, the, very, the very active pressure cooking, where you have this sealed pot, and you're heating it, and you're building up pressure, it's not releasing the pressure, so it actually gets much hotter than boiling, and that is a very tenderizing process for meat especially. So that's reason number one to love pressure cooking, is that if you, like us, are fans of grass-fed or wild game, you know, kind of the, the natural end of the spectrum on meats, occasionally we can have tough and you can totally get around that by pressure cooking. So it's amazing. It fits really well with our lifestyle. So we can uh, keep up our health goals because we know and we love and we can get behind the idea of those grass-fed meats are, and the wild game is so much healthier for us. The fats are healthy. Um, the animals aren't sick. You know, we can really get behind that. But we want to enjoy it too. We don't want to break our teeth or whatever. So pressure cooking can solve that. All right, reason number two. I quickly came to love this reason, uh, and it is fast, fast, fast. Pressure cooking is fast. Now, keep in mind that when you're pressure cooking, remember I talked about it uses pressure, and so you, you have this sealed container you're putting over a heat source, and it can either be on your stovetop, your camp stove, that's a manual pressure cooker, I have one of those, or your you've got like the instant pot and you plug it in and you just set it and it takes care of it, but either way, the heat um, and the process of heating and the building up of pressure, it takes some time for it to build up pressure. So pressure cooking may be fast and you may set, like if you got the Instant Pot and you set it for 15 minutes, well, you have to add some time at the beginning for it to come up to pressure. And then at the end, when it's done, you can't just open it up. You know, if it's a manual pressure cooker, a stovetop pressure cooker, or it's an instant pot, you can't just open it up. You will have, in fact, they now that nowadays they're made so safe, they will not let you open unless the pressure is reduced. So you have to add time for it to naturally reduce the pressure, which can be a half hour, or there's a quick release valve on all the ones that I've seen where you can relieve the pressure manually by either depressing it to open it so the pressure can get out or, you know, swiveling the top so that pressure can get out. Everyone's a little bit different. Okay, so having said that, having said that, even with the fact that you have to allow time for it to come up to pressure and you have to allow time for it to depressurize, the actual cooking time is half or less of anything else you've cooked, you would cook in another way. So your beans are half the time, your grains are half the time, your vegetables are half the time, and I'm saying half, it's not exactly half for all, but it's a significant savings in the cooking time. So that's why I say pressure cooking is fast, fast, fast. So, you know, um, you're running behind, whatever. There's a million reasons why we can benefit from fast cooking as opposed to slow cooking. And so that is reason number two, it's fast, fast, fast. And don't forget, um, 
I'm, this is based on the assumption that pressure cooking is healthy. I believe it is. You can refer to Ask Wardy 19 for more information about that. So you are not giving up any health benefits by uh, embracing the fast aspect of pressure cooking. Okay, number three. Remember how I mentioned, um, well, I'll just say it. Number two was fast, fast, fast. Well, three, if you combine pressure cooking with traditional methods that we use all the time of soaking, it's even faster. So number three is it's even faster with traditional methods. Look, I am not about to give up the health benefits of soaking beans or soaking grains because I believe strongly that those are beneficial for texture and beneficial for our health to benefit our digestion and everything. So um, I still continue to soak beans and grains. So if you take if you still continue to do the soaking, so you soak your beans the night before, you soak your rice the night before, and then you pressure cook, then you can look at your chart in your favorite pressure cooking book. My favorite one is, Lorna, is by Lorna Sass, um, Cooking Under Pressure, I think it's called. Anyway, if you look at that chart in there, you can cut some of the time off even more because you've soaked your beans and soaked your grains. Exciting, huh? So number two was, it's fast. And number three is if you use traditional methods of soaking, it's even faster. So fast, fast, fast gets even faster. I want to tell you guys, since it's coming up to this right now, or it's appropriate to say this, but at traditional cooking school, we have 10 classes in traditional cooking. And our 11th class that starts in April is on pressure cooking. And I have worked out the timing of pressure cooking soaked beans and grains. So combine the benefits of soaking with pressure cooking. And so as a member in uh, traditional cooking school and with access to the class on pressure cooking, you will get the benefit of the things that I've worked out on the timing of combining the soaking with the pressure cooking. So keep your eye out for that. Number four, pressure cooking. Now this one has a little bit of a uh, qualification. <laughs> so pressure cooking can be hands-free. And the reason that it's a little bit of a qualification is because you have a stovetop pressure cooking, pressure cooker. It's not, um, it's not as hands-free. Because the thing is, I'll just give you an example. I have a stovetop pressure cooker and if I'm on my electric stove and bringing it up to pressure, um, I need to hold it at a certain pressure and so when it gets hot, when you, I turn the burner on to a certain level and I put it there and it gets up to a certain pressure, uh, if I left the stovetop temperature the same, it would actually go way over pressure. So I have to move the pressure cooker off the burner and reduce the heat and I have to do the combination of those things um, to the point where it will stay at or maintain the desired pressure. So it's not completely hands-free in that aspect. So you're having to shimmy things around and adjust, and it depends on you know what's in the pressure cooker and how full it is. So it's actually, um, I mean, you can get it. It's not like terribly hard, but it does take some hands-on to get your pressure cooker to the right pressure for the duration of the time. It takes adjustment of the heat and the position of the cooker on the heat source. Um, where pressure cooking can be completely hands-free, or not completely, but virtually hands-free, is if you make the move to an instant pot or one of the electric pressure cookers, because those do the adjusting for you. You plug it in, you program it for high or low pressure, you say, I want it to do 15 minutes, you put the lid on, you know, it turns on, and it takes care of adjusting the heat for the pressure for the duration of time. So it is, 
as hands-free as you can get. I mean, pretty much you're filling it, putting the lid on, turning it on. And then you t you've told it what you want, and it does that uh, jimmying and shimmying <laughs> to get it to the right uh, pressure for the duration of time. So I love that about the electric or smart pressure cookers. Um, they are set it and forget it and virtually hands-free. So that's a great reason to love pressure cooking in today's day and age. Now, you know, this is probably a it's not a brand new concept, and of course, instant pots and the like are very, very hot right now in terms of popular. Um, it, where years and years ago, you know, you hear of, you know, your your old sourdough, who's the who's the guy who lives on the land, has got he's got his, you know, his pressure cooker on the open fire, and he pressure cooks everything he catches, right? Um, and that that was the pressure cooker of yesterday and we can still do that kind of pressure cooking today but we have the benefit today of these smarter pressure cookers that we can plug in and set and forget so it's like the convenience of a crock pot but it's a pressure cooker <laughs> so that's where we get the hands free um if you visit the show notes knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 154 i'll have a link to for you on the instant pot that i recommend number five Pressure cooking is efficient. Um, do you guys love one dish meals? I do, and we do. We have for years and years done this concept of skillet dishes, which a skillet dish can be in a skillet or it can be a pot of soup or it can be something, a casserole that you put in the oven, but the idea is it's one container. And you can do the same thing in an instant pot. An example for me is the chicken soup that we make um, in the instant pot all the time, where I will. I'll cook a whole chicken. I'll pressure cook a whole chicken in the Instant Pot. I'll take the, uh, the chicken out. I'll remove the meat from the bones. I'll put the bones back in. Then I'll make the broth right in the same pot. Then when that's done, I'll strain the broth so I get the bones out. And then the broth, I add my vegetables or potatoes or whatnot, and I cook those in the Instant Pot right there. And then when those are done, then I add the chicken meat back and I season it up. So over the course of not very many steps and not very much time, we have an entire chicken soup in the Instant Pot pot or the pressure cooker pot. I've done it with my stovetop pressure cooker as well. I love that efficiency of the ability to do one pot meals in a pressure cooker. And um, I'm getting a comment, stop it, you're making me hungry. I'm making myself hungry too. <laughs> So I just love that efficiency. And I'm, you know, as time goes by and I experiment more and more, I'm kind of cultivating those kinds of meals and dishes. Um, I mean, I told you I have been for ages through just skillet dishes on the stovetop, and I'm taking the same kind of goals, priorities, and excitement uh, into the pressure cooking. Okay, so number six benefit. This is similar to number one with the tenderizing, um, but... He, but it's different. So number six is you can start with frozen meats. So you busy and you didn't thaw your meat in time. Guess what? You can start with frozen. And I know it's a no-no, although you know lots of us break it to do frozen meat in a crock pot or frozen meat other places, but it's not a no-no to do frozen meat in a pressure cooker because it gets so hot so fast that your food isn't sitting at below you know, optimal temperatures for very long at all. So there's no time for bacteria growth or anything like that. So your pressure cooker, totally healthy to start with frozen. Um, so if you're behind or whatnot, you can put something that's fully frozen in there. Now, the one difficulty is if it's, if it's thawed and it's a big piece of meat, you can kind of like bend it and get it to fit, right? 
But if you have a big roast and it's frozen, you might not get it to fit in the pressure cooker. So it does have to be small enough so that it fits, you know, because it's not malleable at all. It has to fit inside. But if it is frozen, you can do an entire pastured chicken. You can do frozen. You can do an entire beef roast frozen. And if you look at, um, and the only adjustments to make is on time. I'm getting a question. How much does the instant pot hold? Mine is a six quart. So it's it's comparable to a crock pot capacity. Um, so if you, if you refer to pressure cooking books, recipes or whatnot, and my favorite for just all the foundational, um, principles of pressure cooking is from Lorna Sass cooking under pressure. Um, and she has another book too, and both of them are great. Um, anyway, she, her charts in there for how much to cook meat by it's the thickness and the size and the cut and everything. She's figured everything out. And she even has in there, if it's frozen, add this many minutes for everything. So you can make a quick adjustment just by consulting this very valuable and inexpensive handbook on pressure cooking from Lorna Sass. So great news. If you haven't thawed your meat in time, you just adjust the cooking time a bit, which is basically add a bit more. And we're not talking about hours or even half hours. We're talking about minutes. You're adding minutes, starting with completely frozen meat. Okay, number seven, it's easy. Pressure cooking is really easy. Now I know people think, oh, it's scary. What if it explodes and all that? Well, let me assure you that today's pressure cookers are very safe. They have, uh, they have safety features where you cannot open them if they're under pressure. They will not open unless the pressure has been released. And there's ways for you to release the pressure manually or for them to depressurize naturally. So they're very, very flexible in that and they're very safe. So you don't have to worry about that. And all the things that I've told you, the fast, the efficiency, the tenderizing, the frozen, all of these add up to be a very, very easy thing to do. Yes, there's, you know, tips and, you know, experience that can help you and you're going to grow more confident and more capable as time goes by. But right off the bat, it's a very easy thing to do. I want to tell you about my friend, Vicki Lynn Haycraft. Uh, from realfoodliving.com. She's actually going to be a guest teacher with me in our pressure cooking class at Traditional Cooking School coming up. And she has several grown children and probably friends because she tends to be an evangelist of things she loves. And she's loved the Instant Pot in particular for many, many years. And so her grown children, she's given them Instant Pots and she's given them a whole set of tips, like, you know, best practices for using it. And it's so easy that she can literally hand this information to her children and they're grown, but they're not, you know, mature like we are in the kitchen, right? But she can give them an instant pot and this list of best practices and they're off to town and they love it like she does and like we do. That's how easy it is. I did the same thing with our daughter who recently got married and is now in her own household. Well, on her, um, on her wish list or what would you call it? Um, her hope chest list of the things she wanted to take into her new life, a crock pot was on the list. But I had recently found out about the Instant Pot. And the Instant Pot is like a seven-in-one pressure cooker. It also has a crock pot function. So I said to my daughter, I don't think you should get a crock pot. I think you should get an Instant Pot. And then you can use it as a pressure cooker, and you can also use it as a crock pot, or, or, and you can use it to simmer soups and all kinds of things. So it's very versatile. The Instant Pot is in particular. And but it was very busy leading up to the time of her wedding. So while we had the Instant Pot and I was using it myself, I was using my own. We got one for her and we got one for our household. And while I had been using it for a couple months in our household, she was so busy with, you know, 
her new life and things she had going on and stuff that our paths were crossing. And we never even had a, like, this is how you use the Instant Pot session in our house, which is a really sad thing to admit, but life is like that sometimes. So she got married and they went on their honeymoon and then she came back and they're moving into their apartment and unpacking everything. And she's like, mom, how do I use this? <laughs> and I literally gave her like a 15 minute lesson. Like, you know, how do you operate it? Here's the safety things. Oh, by the way, read the manual. And then here's how to do chicken soup. And I think you should do that first because it's really easy and how you do it. And she did it. Like she didn't text me or call me once <laughs> during the process because it was just literally that easy for her to just take it and run with it. And like, I know I've heard from people who order the Instant Pot or the pressure cooker. And like I said, there's these things like, oh, it's not safe. Oh, I'm scared. Oh, you know, all these buttons. I, I, I don't know what to do. You gotta, you gotta um, just get over that because it's not true. It's not unsafe. It's not overwhelming. Um, maybe it helps to see someone do it or somebody to read or to read an article about somebody doing it or read a good recipe, but you can quickly get over that overwhelm and that scared feeling um, by jumping in and doing it. And again, I said it's safe. So it's not hard at all. And back to Vicki Lynn, I wanted to tell you, um, she is guest teaching in our pressure cooking class at Traditional Cooking School. So that list of tips and best practices that she gives out to her children and other people that she gives an instant pot to or introduces them to it, she's gonna share that with us at Traditional Cooking School. So as a member of Traditional Cooking School, you can look forward to benefiting from that awesome uh, list of best practices. She's also gonna sit down with me um, on a Skype call and we're gonna record our conversation where we're talking through all these tips and benefiting from her expertise and that will also be given to members of Traditional Cooking School. So look for look forward with, for that. Sev is saying, I'm much more comfortable with my electric pressure cooker versus stovetop. I would agree, I would agree with that. Um, everyday people, your daughter, you look like you're 21. <laughs> I should join this school. I'm not 21, I'm 41. <laughs> But yes, I have a, a married daughter. Thank you. That means a lot to me. Um, and number eight, this is our last reason. Could not have a list of reasons to love pressure cooking without this. And I think you could probably guess what it is by my voice and how I'm talking through all the other seven reasons. But it's fun. It's undeniably fun. Now, I am a person who enjoys, enjoys the kitchen and cooking. Um, but there's unlimited opportunity. There's unlimited things to try and do. There's unlimited yummy dishes and sure we'll have failures, but you can do desserts in the Instant Pot, like cheesecake, which we will be covering in our pressure cooking class. You can do it in the pressure, the stovetop pressure cooker too. Anyway, anything that you can do that ends up with a cheesecake has got to be fun, right? <laughs> and the skillet dishes like the chicken soup all in one pot, or just you know being able to serve rice in just a couple minutes because I soaked it and then all I have to do is cook it a little bit. Um, you can simmer you can simmer your pinto beans for a couple hours and they still be too hard and so everybody's eating your chili and saying the beans aren't cooked, mom. Whereas if you did them in the pressure cooker, they're soft and perfect and nobody's complaining and nobody's getting excess gas because the pinto beans were cooked perfectly. So these are just all the different things that add up to awesome in pressure cooking. So I hope I've inspired you with all these reasons, but especially number eight about how fun it is um, to pressure cook. 
Do you guys have any questions? I'm seeing in the comments, Simple HT, do they make electric pressure cookers for canning? I do not know the answer. I'm getting an I'm excited from Danielle. Great. I'm getting a watch deals. She got a pressure cooker for $70. Awesome. Um, wow, that would be nice to do rice quickly like that. Well, it's totally possible. Just a few minutes to delicious, soft, fluffy rice. Um, I'll be showing you how to do that inside traditional cooking school. So I have some links for you. Danielle says maybe Mother's Day. Uh, made in the shelter, what deals? Amazon. Yeah, you who said watch deals, could you repost that where you watch the deals and where you got your $70 deal? I appreciate that because I missed the details on that. So links for you if you're interested in getting started with pressure cooking. Um, tradcookschool.com slash pressure is my blog article about getting started with pressure cooking. So I cover like the books that I like and just the you know, information you need when you're shopping and looking for, it just, it just covers all the basics of pressure cooking. Although I have to say at the time I wrote that article, I was using a stovetop pressure cooker. And so it's actually even easier than that if you have the instant pot. Another link for you is tradcookschool.com slash aw019, which is Ask Wardy episode 19, where I answered the question, is pressure cooking, pressure cooking healthy? And uh, Lisa's saying, I make chicken and rice soup at least once a week in my Instant Pot. Love it. Great, great. Um, and again, at the show notes, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 154, you'll see a link to my favorite Instant Pot. So you can check out the one that I recommend. And that's about it. So I want to thank you all for joining me and say God bless you and say that I hope I've inspired you to take a look at pressure cooking if you're not already. And also, um, um, Traditional Cooking School, our next class is pressure cooking. So that's April 2016. So if you're listening to this later, we've already begun. Feel free to join us. Um, if you're listening to this now, love to have you join us so that you can be a part of that. Uh, you'll find a link to um, the information at traditionalcookingschool.com. All right. Well, God bless you. Talk to you again soon and have a great weekend. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you'll come back again. Let me tell you what you can do next. You can visit the show notes for this episode and get links and more resources about today's topic. Just visit knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash, and then without a space, type the number of this episode. You can stop by traditionalcookingschool.com slash watch to get five free traditional cooking videos from me. It's a gift. Finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the podcast app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Know Your Food with Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash iTunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested will find this podcast too. Thank you so much and God bless you.